Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charvuk Podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. Today's book is different and I'll explain why. I usually don't cover novels uh, because A, I, don't, I, I think I don't have the skill set to read and understand this. But when I was sent this book by Penguin, I said yes to this book is because it was uh, from about a historical figure or about a period of history that I have a lot of opinion about. And it is written by someone who's done actually a lot of uh, research about it. Today's book is called The Man Who Avenged Bhagat Singh. I have with me the author Abhijit Balerao. Abhijit is, is, is an author, a translator, speaker, visual artist. He's been recognized for his research, Will believe it or not. Uh, and this is why I am really looking forward, not just about this book, but about Shahid Bhagat Singh in general. His research is into Shahid Bhagat Singh's jail notebook. And that's the interesting bit. And uh, he has translated it uh, into Marathi, uh, also, Abhijit is an income tax inspector. <laughs> so, so Abhijit, but everybody be scared of you. <laughs> no, no. Not at all. So, uh, welcome Abhijit. Thank you very much for coming to this podcast. So, uh, how did you get this interest uh, into... I mean, income tax inspector is a very serious job. You have to do so much work. So, like, how did you get time for all of this okay, maybe tell tell me a little bit about your life journey so that i try to understand you better so basically i am a history buff okay before i joined the government service i was always a history buff and uh, my family comes from a background of revolutionary uh, sort of because my great great grandfather was a armed revolutionary who fought against the nizam in uh, hyderabad mukti Thanka. so the interest in revolutionary history also, uh, my family has been studying Maratha history for three generations now. I also teach Maratha history as a visiting faculty to Mumbai University. So, uh, the area is more interesting to my family. Our dinner discussions are uh, more or less around this revolutionary period. And uh, specifically Bhagat Singh, we are all fans of Bhagat Singh. There is no denying in that. Uh, he is everybody's hero, every Indian's hero. But uh, when I came across his jail notebook in 2013 around, from then onwards, I got specific interest into Bhagat Singh and his style, which I felt was much ignored or uh, lesser looked into. And that's why I got into this uh, subject of armed revolution, specifically focusing on period of Bhagat Singh and around his times. So, so this jail notebook, now, uh, can you tell us a little bit how it got preserved? Because one of the biggest uh, tragedies of India is most of the things don't get preserved. Uh, they, they get lost. Yeah. And so, so can, can we know a little bit how, how this jail notebook actually got preserved? It's a miracle because it is in 1925. So quite a bit yeah. of time before the British left. So how did we manage that feat? So basically, about progressing, we know only two or three things. Like, Keith uh, Saunders, he threw a bomb in assembly, then he got himself arrested, and then he was hanged by the British. But uh, between the time when he was arrested in 1929 to he was hanged in 1931, there is around two and a half years of period. And in that period, he devoted himself to extensive study of all the fields that he could. He was a very avid reader. He was always uh, the famous Dwakadas library from Lahore. The librarian always complained that he is asking for more books and more books. So basically, as you said, in in the prison, he wrote four books, uh, History of Indian Revolution and many other things. But uh, the books got destroyed for multiple reasons. Only two things from his prison tenure got out. One is the famous article, Why Am I Nathish? And the second one is his jail notebook. Surprisingly, this, this jail notebook didn't get historian's attention for another 80 years after Bhagat Singh died. Because it's very interesting because Bhagat Singh was keeping this notebook, not his uh, regular diary. As in, he was not writing his daily uh, routine or experiences. He was writing, he was literally taking notes from famous authors, which he was reading. Like Marx, Frederick Engels, Mark Twain, um, and many more. So, Somehow, British ignored the this notebook. They thought it's harmless. But when we think about it, Bhagat Singh knew he was not getting out alive. Okay. And he knew he was going to die there in prison. 
तो देर इज नो लॉजिक बिकॉज इंग्लिश When I got into this subject, I took out each and every book read by Bhagat Singh, and I tried to understand the context why he has written a single sentence from all of these books. So, surprisingly, some sort of code was coming out. Bhagat Singh was trying to portray uh, independent India, how he envisioned independent India. So, in this notebook, he writes about child labour, he writes about women empowerment, he writes about institution of marriage, and all sort of things. And that Bhagat Singh. Took me like surprised me that I didn't know this Bhagat Singh. Bhagat Singh I knew was holding a gun and shooting Saunders and throwing a bomb in assembly. But this was like 22 year old boy. When he was hanged, he was 23. But while he was doing this research into legal studies, socialism, Marxism, science, religion, atheism, anarchism, everything, and this took me by surprise. Oh, what a man he was! What level of thinking and what level of study he was doing. So that I translated with context. And that from that book, the whole total personality of Bhagat Singh came in front of. So, in the case of Bhagat Singh, you know, everybody tries to. So, if you go to the comrades, uh, they will say he was a Marxist. Um, I am a Punjabi, uh, although born and raised in Mumbai. My father is also born and raised in Mumbai, but we have our roots from Punjab uh, originally. And if you go to Punjab, there is quite a clear connection of Arya Samaj having a deep influence on Bhagat Singh yes. too. Yes, yes, yes. So, so what, what was Bhagat Singh? If we were to understand uh, his personality, like was he a Marxist? I mean, from whatever I have read, I don't see Marxist leanings in Bhagat Singh. So basically, uh, I will tell you categorically, and we need to answer this question very in detail. So when Bhagat Singh was arrested, he got himself arrested after throwing the bomb. The Congress people, the senior leaders, the opposition, everybody labeled him. By certain adjectives, some called him terrorist, some called him Marxist, communist, anarchist, and what not. Every every adjective that we have today. When Bhagat Singh was asked this in the court, but categorically that who are you? And he said, "We are nothing but serious students of history and aspirations of this country. This is the only thing he claimed in his life that whatever he was." Serious student of history and aspiring, listening to the aspirations of our country. While looking more into it, people while he was alive, no, and while he was being hanged, nobody came forward and claimed, not even any party, communist party, anyone, because communist ideology do not support individual acts of terrorism. Okay, and his act of killing Saunders and throwing bomb was considered as individual acts of terrorism by Communist Party of India. Communist Party of India was established in 1925. If Bhagat Singh wished to become a communist, socialist, Marxist, he could have joined the party, or he could have become the founding member. He had that influence in those times. Instead, he goes on and re-establishes HRA and names it as Hindustan Republican Socialist Association. Moving further, last great historian who studied into the ideological perspective of Bhagat Singh was Bipin Chandra. Sadly, he passed away before he could complete his book on Bhagat Singh. He said, "If Bhagat Singh could have lived more, there is very much possibility that he could have formed his own ideology. Either he, because he was studying Indian aspirations, Indian locality, the Indian conditions, and somehow I personally feel, after going through his notebook and looking his, into his time for ten and ten and more years, that." He was convinced that none of these foreign philosophies could suit our Indian parents. But by the by his death, I can confidently say that he was a socialist democrat, which uh, arguably we adopted after independence. We became a socialist democracy. So more or less, we were in the line in which Bhagat Singh was thinking. So so interesting. So I guess that's uh, that's expected and. Uh... 
Now let's talk about Bhagat Singh's atheism. Obviously, his famous book, I've read it uh, about atheism and his uh, I think it uh, wasn't it one of the reasons that people started thinking he's a Marxist because of that book. Yeah, people started thinking, but it's very much narrowed uh, aspects of atheism. Basically, Bhagat Singh uh, got into atheism. Then some credit must be given to the Arya Samaj background also, because uh, his parents and his family were into Arya Samaj, and uh, basically Arya Samaj took out all the uh, you know ridiculous superstitious aspects out of Hinduism. So that and Sikhism also. So uh, Bhagat Singh. In his early stage, got a better clarity about Arya Samaj. When he got into the Western thinkers, and when he saw the riots and all kind of problems that our country was going through, through the religious things and uh, the, the Hindu-Muslim situation uh, during his times, he got into atheism very later. And uh, surprisingly, his the title "Why I'm an Atheist." is inspired from the book which he read uh, in the uh, in the prison it was named as uh, why i am not a christian it was written by a very famous philosopher i am not getting his name but uh, the book the article is written on that line there is one thing that the atheism of bhagat singh is somehow linked to the patriotism of i'll explain and he has written it also bhagat singh says in the early phase of revolutionary history during the time of yogantak nanushila samiti there were staunch hindus okay and they were ready to die for the country and in return they expected to go to the heaven and get reward in afterlife while as bhagat singh says i am an atheist and i believe that when the noose fall around my neck my existence ends and there is nothing after this even knowing this that there is nothing after this i am going to gallows and he feels that it is a higher level of sacrifice and also i believe the public resonated with this idea that's why he is called as shahid e azam so there are many angles to his atheism it is controversial many factions from punjab pure are trying to portray that he was not atheist and the article why i am an atheist is some sort of uh, projected or written by someone else but uh, it's hard fact and it's proven that it was written by him and he was hardcore atheist but at the same time his atheism was not dominating over others chandrasekhar azad was constant he used to wear janeu and all that uh, uh, throughout his life but other we don't know any religious affiliations of sukhdev or rajguru and any other people so basically these people were fighting for the freedom but while keeping their own ideology to their self own so we should take that well, bhag Well, Bhagat Singh's disbelief is the typical disbelief that most Hindus uh, follow. I mean, like me, I don't impose it on anyone. I don't talk about it. I don't find the need to, and I still call myself a Hindu, a very much inside the Hindu fold. And uh, what happens is in today's discourse with uh, the advent of, especially new atheism after nineteen nineties with Dawkins, Hitchens, and many others uh, who came up. uh in the new atheistic movement it kind of has created this monopolistic sort of a hold on what an atheist is supposed to be like and when yes. people like myself or bhagat singh or many others who are just i mean millions and millions in india are like me they just go about living their life they don't feel the need to you know to, uh, take a tag and put it somewhere and say see i am uh, a disbeliever they never felt in fact they even partake in rituals i'm sure bhagat singh would also have You know, if his mother would have told him, he would have done it. Also, he did. He would yes, not have yes. cared. He would yes. not have cared. He was like, "Kya ghar pe kalesh karu?" Kind of a thing. But uh, yes. it's very different now. Now, to getting to your book now, why did you decide to cover this angle? Like, uh, I don't know how many know. So obviously, this novel is uh, a retelling, uh, albeit a fictionalized retelling of uh, Manindranath Ghosh. Right? He was uh, once. part so how about this why don't you tell everybody first of all who panindranath ghosh is panindranath ghosh is. so basically when hsra was being formed so bhagat singh's idea was to uh, establish a nationwide uh, single revolutionary party because before that there were multiple small revolutionary parties which were functioning from uh, small regions or their regional level so bhagat singh dreamt of establishing a single national party and for that he invited panindranath ghosh from bihar So this guy, Parinder Nath, 
was from Bihar, although Bengali origin, but he was basically from Bihar, Bihar, and he was a senior revolutionary, active from the time of Anushilan Samit. And surprisingly, he was placed under house arrest for one year uh, in 1919 for his uh, revolutionary affiliation. And uh, he was well-to-do, he was from well-to-do family, he had a shop in Mina Bazar in Bethia, and uh, he knew how to repair defunct guns, and he, he had many contacts in Bengal. So, uh, Bhagat Singh and his friends thought that this guy is useful to us, and there is no other uh, revolutionary from Bihar, as uh, according to seniority, and we should take him into our court. So, he joined the SSRA as head of Bihar. So, uh, there was Central Committee, the highest body in SSRA, and he was part of Central Committee, head of Bihar state. So, he was holding the highest position in the party. So, now when Bhagat Singh surrendered after throwing bomb in assembly, within a month, all the rest of revolutionaries got arrested except a few like Chandrasekhar Azad and others. While few revolutionaries turned to the side of British, see, uh, when someone becomes a traitor, there is only two things. Chandrasekhar Azad had said this thing himself, that one becomes a traitor by uh, fear of the British torture, because the British used to torture like hell. They used to pick up your nails and uh, hairs and whatnot. So, there were few people who became approval by fearing the torture of Britain. But this guy, Parindal Nath, became approver only because he was asking money and he, he asked in return the money and land and many things from the British. But see, the fact was, when he joined the HSRA, he wanted to head the party because he was the senior most. But somehow when the party went on, the younger boys, Bhagat Singh, Shukdev, Rajguru, this took the lead and this hurt him somewhere, Panindranath Ghosh. So there were multiple reasons. But basically, the fact is, Panindranath Ghosh turned approval and he gave the most detailed statement against Bhagat Singh, Rajguru, Sukhdev and the party. And he, he was he was given the title as the king's witness because the case was the king emperor versus Sukhdev, Bhagat Singh and others. So basically, when we see uh, about Bhagat Singh's case, we only think about the Saunders murder. But there was a bigger crime which, which he, Bhagat Singh was accused of. The crime was the conspiracy against the king emperor. They were committing Rajnirov, what we call as Rajnirov today. So, this concept of conspiracy against the king was has to be proven by the senior most party member. And uh, there was a special train bogey was booked for Parindranath Ghosh. A special magistrate was given to him. And Parindranath Ghosh took these people to every place in India where Bhagat Singh and Azad had worked and whatever they were conspiring against the king and conspiring against the Raj. So his statement was decisive to hang Bhagat Singh Rajguru and Sukhdev. So this, to this extent, the traitorship went on. So how long did Ghosh uh, work with Bhagat Singh? Basically, how long was he involved with these people? <laughs> so by the time uh, the SSRA was established uh, in September 1928, uh, towards his arrest in April 29. So around a year, I guess, uh, less than a year, Nidranath Ghosh worked with Bhagasi. So even before getting arrested, there was some signs uh, that Bhagasi and others were getting that this guy is not reliable. We should not rely on him. That's why in the later stage, when the bomb throwing was planned, or even Saunders murder was planned, Nidranath Ghosh wasn't uh, part of this plan. He wasn't asked because... Uh, he was given responsibility to find a bomb maker from Bengal because he was Bengali and he knew Bengali revolution. But he deliberately failed in multiple times whenever there was action. He deliberately stood out of action and kept himself safe. So there were some signs, but they they couldn't read it or they were very busy for their revolutionary activities. That's why they didn't think that this could turn out to be such a bigger uh, mole within the party. Now, the, is there any way to know in the, through the uh, uh, realms of history uh, that uh, they had any shak of any kind of, they had a hunch that this guy could 
be a double agent or he yes. can turn up yes yes uh see th- there is a this incident that i have taken from the statement of anandamar ghosh himself so there is no uh, doubt about that so basically what happened is very interesting uh, when the party was formed so after the discussion was over in delhi raksha kotla uh, court bhagat singh said see we were we need money to run the party and for that we need to commit more and more uh, decorities like in the age of hr so in united province which is now up we had committed kakori and other things so cid and police is very much aware about our activities but in bihar in those times there were very rich rich landlords bengali uh, landlords and they used to have like much amount of wealth but in bihar no revolutionary activities had happened till day so bhagat singh asked categorically to panindranath ghosh that dada he used to call them dada dada you find out places where we can commit decority and uh, i will be coming to bihar in next 15 days so panindranath ghosh was bothered he thought that ye to mare mare gale pe pad gaya party ka member bana nahi to inhone mujhe abhi pakad liya ki decority karna hai he had been inactive for around 20 years ago. so he counteracted bhagat singh by saying that you cannot come like this in bihar you are a sikh bhagat singh used to wear a pug proper at that time panindar uh, boss said you have to come in bihar like a bihari you will have to cut your hair now you understand what this means for a punjabi for a sikh and bhagat singh immediately said okay i will cut my hair and I'll come to bihar and panindar nath went into shock that how the hell this guy agreed in one sentence so in that sense also the atheism part was uh, growing in bhagat singh and literally in next 15 days bhagat singh and chandrasekhar azad went to bihar went to betia and met this guy panindar nath and asked him have you identified the places and by that time panindar ghosh hadn't done a single thing chandrasekhar azad was furious that he said you are wasting my time this is not how a revolutionary party works and i am here for the next two days if you are able to find the any suitable uh, person then i'll be okay otherwise i'll leave it and surprisingly in the next morning putting some urgent work panindranath ghosh leaves betia and goes to kolkata leaving azad and bhagat singh uh, by themselves so azad was so furious and this was the first sign that bhagat singh and azad knew that this guy isn't reliable so they didn't count him in any other action but they had given him the party head so i guess there was no option and the time period is very less now september 1928 to april uh, 1929 so only i think is 3 or uh, 7 months only so it's very interesting in the book you have actually tried to find quotes of of yes. bhagat singh and others in in I mean, in fact, they've been mentioned in the movies also because I've seen Bhagat Singh ki movie. That's why I know this. That there's no other yes, yes. Uh, reason. I think it was in the Ajay Devgan movie or something, right? Yeah. Where uh, one I, of I, the I, lines I, was used. Yeah. Acha, I have a question. I always had this. When when he was getting hanged, that scene of that Sardarji telling, "Oh, putaro hune the rabda na lele," as in, "Abhi to ra Bhagwan ka naam lele," and Bhagat Singh says, "No, I don't need to." Is that real or that is just a fictionalized uh, retelling? By that the- is that is real, but it had happened. few days before the hanging there was some sick who was working in the prison and uh, it is said that this article why am i not saying is product of that sick provoking him to uh, take the god's name so bhagat singh had uh, replied to it nahi menu maut da khauf hai nahi menu rab da yakeen so this was quoted by bhagat singh and he went on to explain his uh, uh, site of his 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 individual atheism into this elaborate article it had happened fair enough so because i i was not sure uh now this is very interesting so so it's only there's only a very little transact uh, interaction right between bhagat singh and ghosh after ghosh turns a prover and he finds out there's yeah. not a much yeah. of interaction or there are much more moments like because i you you've used that one line you've not betrayed me you've betrayed her her being motherland yes. right that's what yes, means, yes. right yes yes so i basically even though my book is titled as fiction i have kept everything as per history 99% so 
I will just mm. use the little connection from Baikun Shukul to Bhagat Singh to make it more interesting and interview. But Palindranath Ghosh's interaction with Bhagat Singh was very much limited after he was arrested because he was the ace card of British. He was the king's witness because he was so important to them. Without him, the case couldn't stand. So that's why he was very much protected. And after the identification for it, straight away he was asked to give statements in the court. And interestingly, when Bhagat Singh and his associates were beaten in the court in front of magistrate and people, when Bhagat Singh and his associates boycotted the court proceeding, most of the Palindranath Ghosh statements were recorded in the absence of this uh, accused, Bhagat Singh and other revolutionaries. So the revolution, the interaction was very less. And the, uh, uh, you have read the interesting incident when he was uh, being assassinated uh, in Maharashtra, Jalgao. After that, he was too much protected. So there were many attempts to assassinate him also. So British were tried hard to protect him. So now let's get into the whole, uh, okay, Bhagat Singh is uh, hung with uh, two others, Rajdev, Sukta, Sukhdev and Rajguru. So now, like, did Ghosh know his time was up when they were hung? Like, did he know these people are not going to leave me? Did Ghosh had an idea of what he had done? Or did he uh, basically know, not care? I mean, is there any research on that? Like, what was Ghosh's reaction? So, basically, Ghosh was the senior most member. He had seen the demise of Anushilan. He had seen the fall of Yugantar, Gadar, HRA, Kakuri, and now HSRA. Now, see, from the perspective of this guy, he had seen all the approvers from HRA were alive and thriving. Okay. So, there is a sentence which I had used in the book where Ghosh says, to Manmohan Banerjee, his chela, saying that, uh, have you seen any senior revolutionary? And he says, no, why? Because they all die young. Because he knew that none of them were going to live to, uh, you know, kill him or some sort of hurt him. And he trusted the British to protect him. He knew that the British son was never going to set on Indian soil. And he deliberately chose the side of British. There is also one reason, which is quite human for his side. Uh, there was a rule in HSRA not to get married without the permission of party head, that is Azar. But mm -hmm. before Bhagat Singh threw bomb into assembly, Ghosh got himself married in around March 29 or something. So Interesting. That, so that is also a reason why he turned an approval because he had a family to look after. But at the same time, there was a person named uh, Brahmadar who was a party member and married. And he turned approver because of the same reason. But when he turned approver, his wife sent a message to him through his mother by saying, if you couldn't stand with Bhagat Singh and your friends in this time, consider we are dead for you. And when Brahmadar Mishra got this message, he changed the side. He, he took back his statement and he stood by the side of Bhagat Singh. Pandirnath uh, Ghosh knew about this, but he didn't change side. Moreover, he went on and gave statement in four more cases in Bihar. So basically, this man was responsible for three more uh, hangings and around 20 more people going to Andaman and Nicobar for life. So basically, I'd say that this traitor destroyed the armed revolution single-handed. That's how wretched this man was. Now, this guy, so basically he did it for the money, right? That's what we would say? Yeah. Pretty yes. much. But saving his life was basically, see, in the history, on 14th June, this man was arrested in Calcutta. Okay. And on 20th June, the person takes the letter of pardon. Now, on 14th June, in those times, calculate the time for traveling to Lahore, from Kolkata to Lahore. It, it must have been at least two or three days. Okay. Oh, yes. This man goes, goes to Lahore. Let's say he reaches Lahore on 17th. Okay. Now there are only three days. Now, generally, if a person is tortured and it, it's a revolutionary, I suggest, I think he should bear the torture for at least a week. So there is no possibility that this person was tortured. Within three days, he was just ready. Okay. 
पूछो जो पूछना है मैं बता दूंगा दैट्स सॉर्ट ऑफ थिंग एंड इन केस ऑफ अदर अप्रूवर्स मेजरली जय गोपाल एंड हंसराज वोरा हंसराज वोरा स्पेसिफिकली आस्क फॉर हायर एजुकेशन इन इंग्लैंड एंड ही वाज गिवन अ सीट एट लंडन स्कूल ऑफ इकोनॉमिक्स वाइल जय गोपाल आस्क फॉर लिटल अमाउंट ऑफ मनी बट दिस गाय This guy categorically got a fifty acre land in Bithia. There is, I don't guess that British would have given them voluntarily. There must have been some agreement before. That's why I guess this. So now let's talk about the plot to assassinate um, the 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 person involved over here. Now how and when? did it all start who decided okay we need to bump this guy off he betrayed us he's a traitor to the cause he's a traitor to mahabharati to the nation we're going to bump him off it's it's a very uh, very very bold decision to take uh, so so how do how does this go about so the decision was first taken by chandrasekhar abad himself commander in chief but he was not accessible because he was so much protected he was kept in lahore court Uh, which was the office of governor of punjab okay so basically when he was it was decided to first scare him so azad sent the parcel bombs to the approach of kakori and one of them got seriously burned and one of them was saved by the constable so it the it was some sort of first message for nagpur if you still choose to be traitor you will be delivered justice but he went on later uh, when he was called uh, to identify uh, bhagwan das mahod and sadashiv malkapurkar in jalgaon chandrasekhar azad and bhagwati charan gohra deliberately smuggled a pistol inside the sahol jail and the uh, it was they tried to assassinate him in the premise of court itself jalgaon court itself but it it failed later when he was in allahabad chandrasekhar azad rented a room against where in against the safe house where this this letter was kept but that attempt also failed unfortunately azad died in encounter in february 1931 bhagat singh died in march 1932 okay now this letter returned to his hometown betia he was awarded and he was flourishing he was the man if you need anything from the government now comes in picture the hero of of the of my book baikun shuk who is a pre primary teacher from bihar he is kind of bhagat singh he worships bhagat singh like anything and he has been closely following the case he has joined he is part of hsra but he has joined the party after the arrest of bhagat singh so there is very less possibility there is no possibility that he had met the focusing and other teacher okay so there is another person named yogendra shukla he is senior revolutionary he is from the same village of baikun and he has inducted baikun into the party now yogendra also gets arrested when the case is over baikun is out and yogendra is inside the prison yogendra calls baikun and says this is your life's mission that you have to execute the traitor and by the time uh, the remaining revolutionaries of punjab had sent a pamphlet in newspaper to bihar putting ki daag ko dhoge ki dhoge will you carry the traitor plot or will you dare to watch it so baikunt was already training uh, yogendra was had arranged this cookery training and all sorts of training in muzaffarpur now baikunt was ready so uh, the assignment was given to baikunt to assassinate this traitor so this is uh, for those who don't know this is baikunt shukla right he was uh, an indian nationalist revolutionary nephew of yogendra shukla who no, he was, was nephew of yogendra shukla he was uh, like somehow related but they were from the same village they were not blood related so he was uh, but uh, yogendra was part of this thing na hindustan socialist yes yes sare right so now contemporary of azad yes he was the contemporary of azad so also uh, so, so is that like baikunt volunteered to 
be like, okay, I'm up for the job. I'm going to bump him off. How was it like? Yes, he up for the job, but the party uh, functioned democratically. So when he got the message, he insisted that I will do it. I have been training for this for so long and this is my life mission. This person had betrayed and caused the death of my hero. So it's my responsibility, but it had to be decided democratically. So he took the message to the party member. There was a leader, Kishori Prasanna Sina. He was senior Congress leader and a revolutionary also. So six persons sat into a meeting and the message of Yogendra was discussed. The message was very much interesting and it's a part of uh, folk tales in Bihar nowadays. Uh, Yogendra said, if you have a gun, shoot him to death. If you have a knife, stab him to death. If you don't have a gun and knife, strangle him to death. If you couldn't strangle him, bite and rip off his neck, but kill him. So this was the message. And a lucky draw was drawn. And miraculously and fortunately, the name of Baikun Shoki came out from this lucky draw that he will be given the responsibility. And he took Chandrama Singh, which was his friend, and he had trained with him uh, in Muzaffarpur. So uh, he took Chandramasi and they both decided to go on for the mission. Now, like in your book, you talk about a situation where uh, there is an inspector who tells Panindranath uh, that, listen, you got to be careful. Uh, I, I find it very interesting and uh, you present it as if Panindranath is uh, like, I have full faith in the British Empire, sir. I believe the crown will save me. (laughs) 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 So, uh, it has happened. That is a fact. Yogendra Shukl, before he sent Vaikunth on this mission, sent a specific letter. The letter which I have quoted in the book is as it is, word by word. So, Hmm. Yogendra had sent his letter that you must ask forgiveness to the nation. Otherwise, there is no other punishment for you other than death. Okay. So, Palindranath literally had no option. But there is some interesting development before that also, which I had not written in the book. Uh, there was a traitor in the case of Chandrasekhar Azad. His name was Veer Badr Tiwari. So, it is said yeah. that Veer Badr Tiwari had betrayed Azad by telling the uh, British about his location for the encounter and so. After Azad died, there was two assassination attempts on Virbhadra Tiwari, but he survived. Uh, one attempt was the gun malfunction and in another attempt, the constable apprehended the assassination. So he had, and of course, Manindranath Bose was very much important than uh, Virbhadra Tiwari. Uh, the guard which used to stand by Manindranath Bose 24-7 had an automatic rifle. So, he was too sure that he was not going to die. And he knew, basically, that no major player is out. That confidence was also there, na? because he knew every revolutionary throughout India. All the players were inside the prison or dead, including Yogendra Supra. So, there was no new player who could hurt him. Moreover, he was a good shooter. He used to carry his mauser everywhere he used to go. And he had an armed constable around him. So, there was no reason for him to get afraid. So then let's talk about that. Let's let's keep that now as our uh, final segment. And then I want to ask a few other things. But so how did he die? Can you tell everybody? So basically, Baikun had multiple choices to kill him. Okay. He acquired a gun from a fellow revolutionary who acquitted in the uh, from the case of Yogendra Shukla. But I'm su- even I'm surprised during those times, the gun control was so tough. As soon as Baikun got the gun, the police raided his home and the gun was uh, confiscated. So Baikun had no other option to go uh, with traditional weapons like cookery. Okay. But there is also another aspect to it. He could have acquired another gun. So the, the party members suggested two of either shoot him from a distance or bomb his house. Okay. Now, Baikun was very meticulous about this thing, which said this person, Parindra, had betrayed Bhagat Singh in front of nation, in front of public. 
so the justice should be delivered in public one and shooting or bombing this bomb while hurting his family members it is not a place for delivering the justice so pandinder vaikun uh, took kukris with him he and chandrama they went on cycle bicycle they rode for like uh, 9 8 days to reach betia and uh, on the evening of 9th november 1932 when panirnath bosh was sitting outside his uh, shop and he chose the time specifically uh, it was the occasion of chhat puja the chhat puja was over and the meena bazaar was lighted by electrical lighting so in those time it was the thing to see the people the relatives children women and men were all around place and it was sort of mela something and baikun chose that place to execute panirnath uh, there is also one surprising thing the king edward memorial hospital was next to the uh, meena bazaar so no matter how you harm the traitor within 2 minutes this person was to be taken to the hospital so there was no second chance if you were going to hit him hit him likewise that he was not going to survive so there was so baikun took the chance and he killed him using kukri so now everybody talks about bhagat singh why do you think the man who actually avenged bhagat singh is not talked about a lot why why do you think that uh, unfortunately people have forgot him because when i when i came across this character when i came across this name baikun sukul i knew that he had avenged uh, uh, bhagat singh by killing panindranath bose but i didn't knew the grander plan the earlier assassination attempts how wretched this person was how he was the person responsible to establish the conspiracy against the whole case and when i read into his statement i understood he was on the other side from the beginning only so um, we are collectively responsible for forgetting this leader basically even when i started his the research on baikun sukla except his trial uh, which was compiled by nandikishor sukla in 1999 there is no many documents available on him and even not not even baikun sukla i am talking about the armed revolutionaries from bihar there were mm. literally there is nothing on the internet in the archives or anywhere but while uh, researching for this novel i found so much revolutionary activities that were committed in bihar by bihar revolutionaries that should come to the light so is baikun shukla a, a, a known figure in bihar from whatever you've tried to understand to bihari no. remember him the area around muzaffarpur remember him but there are so many fictions and dantakatha around his name very few people know exactly what happened exactly how it happened and why uh, how he was uh, responsible for avenging basically this person was bhagat singh udham singh see udham singh avenged jaryanwala and he went on to avenge his hero bhagat singh so it is need that we should celebrate him at least on the level of sardar udham singh but unfortunately we forgot it so 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 how 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 did his trial go did he plead guilty did he say i am not guilty how did all of that go because he was hung so, right yeah yeah so basically the trial was summed up in two months okay there were four juries appointed by the government out of four three juries said baikun sukla is uh, not responsible for killing hanuman while only one jury said that he was responsible however the judge was just named t lubi the judge took the decision going against the jury saying that no baikun sukla is responsible for killing panjimal bose there was very less evidence and he was arrested after 6 months uh, the assassination of panjimal bose so there was very less evidence he was given chance to plead higher but baikun only said this word i am ready and he was uh, hanged in the next two months in may 1934 so uh, in the next two months surprisingly his weight increased there is a record by his fellow revolutionary a, a congressman who was with him during his last times 
विभूति भूषण चंद्रशेखर आजाद रेवल्यूशनरी It's a very different mindset, and uh, people often confuse a terrorist with a revolutionary. So, in your research, because you specialize in this area, you specialize in understanding revolutionaries and this particular subject. How are revolutionaries different from terrorists? It's a very important question. Very, very important question, and I must. Uh... Give you an anecdote about this. So, a very senior journalist, Kuldeep Nair, uh, wrote a book on progressing. Uh, it was titled "Without Fear," and when he wrote that book, the question that got him to write that book was this question only: What is the difference between terrorist and revolutionary? And this question was asked to him by the people who had killed Indira Gandhi. Okay, so the people who had killed Indira Gandhi thought uh, to. Think about themselves as revolution, while actual revolutionism and terrorisms are poles apart. A revolutionary is a very sensitive person, while as terrorist there is no place about sensitive. You will have to do your job mercilessly. I'll give an example. When Bhagat Singh chose to shoot this guy Saunders, John Saunders, immediately after shooting him. A, a message was printed throughout the Lahore, which said, "We regret the killing of human beings, but so and so so he was killed because our national leader was executed, and this was fit for death." And in his statement, Bhagat Singh somehow tells that Saunders was such a handsome guy. We regret killing of human beings. See, in next step, when Bhagat Singh chose to bomb assembly. The bomb was specifically designed not to harm anybody, so it was specifically meant for sending a message only to make the death clear. It needs a loud explosion. It this it was the clear message written on onto it, and even the police confirmed that no one was harmed uh, during the bomb, and the bomb was designed specifically. So basically, the revolutionary believes in mass movement, not in uh, the act of Terrorizing. These people choose the path of violence with conviction to get the freedom. Because the British was using violence, and there was two ways counter it. Either you use the violence, or you go the Gandhian way. So these people, the revolutionaries, chose the way of violence. But this has nothing to do with the terrorism. Another big difference between terror activities or terrorists. Terrorists of all kinds and revolutionaries is that revolutionaries don't aspire to govern a nation. After that, they don't yes. want some sort of power. They just want yes. power for the people. Terrorists want to take over and control the things themselves. There's a huge difference I'll, between the former and the latter. I'll tell you an interesting anecdote. Uh, the great revolutionary Garibaldi from Italian Revolution. When the mm-hmm. Italian Revolution was over. And the king asked him, "What do you want? Any kind of reward, money? He could have asked for anything. He just asked for a bag of grain seeds, and he went on to his hometown uh, to uh, do farming. And when Chandrasekhar Azad was asked, Pandit Ji, आप क्या करोगे? आजादी मिलने के बाद, so Pandit Ji said, अरहर के दलुआ and I mean I can't say it in Hindi, कि दाल और भात जम के खाऊँगा." Or so down. That's what they dreamt. The revolutionaries never 
decided they never aim to govern the country after getting independence. They just dreamt of getting independence only. And Bhagat Singh said, the revolution is sharpened on the ideas of Western, Western of ideas. So the there is a basis of ideology. A revolutionary is an ideologue in action. While a terrorist, he is somewhat, somewhat brainwashed by some insane radical ideas. He has not kept, he doesn't have any capability to critically think. While a revolutionary is capable of thinking and asking questions to anything that has been presented to him. Yeah. I, 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 it's just a fascinating mindset these people have. Like, you know, you, yes. you quote, uh, and this has been quoted too in the movie I remember um, about Jatin Das, right? Tell me where do I have to die along with yes. you guys? I mean, yes. this mind is, this mindset is very different. Very, very different. different mindset. Very, rare. very different. It's, it's just uh, uh, the, I don't know how the nation will repay these people, is all I can say. The nation can never repay these people. Never. We can never but repay these people. But at least we people. could do that is remember that. Absolutely. And, and, and which is why I applaud you for writing this book. It is a beautiful retelling of, uh, of these great men who fought for our nation, for our motherland. And they wanted nothing in return. So uh, before we wrap it up, uh, uh, Abhijit, is there anything else would you like to add uh, before we wrap today's discussion? Thank, thank you, Pushat. Thank you very much. And it has been wonderful talking to you. It has been a great right. opportunity. Thank, thank you very much. So guys, once again, in the description of the podcast, you'll see the link to buy Abhijit's book. Click the link, yes. go buy it. It doesn't matter if you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening to it on Spotify. Go buy the book. It's a fascinating read. Honestly, these are the kinds of people we don't even hear in the annals of history. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's very important that we know about all these heroes from our past so please go buy the book if you can and if you want to support the Charvak podcast please like this video subscribe to the channel leave a comment in the comment section if you want to become a member do join the membership program if you're an audio listener leave a rating wherever you are and I'll see you guys next time until then namaste take care bye bye thank you bye